Welcome to the Recovering Academic Podcast. I'm Amanda, and I left academia about one year ago to become a scientific editor for grants and manuscripts and an editorial manager for a science website. I'm Ian, and I've recently left academia to move into a science communication, editing, and publishing career. And I'm Dr. PMS. I've left academia about two years ago to work as a biotech salesperson, and I'm still in recovery. We're in various phases of transitioning out of academia, and we'll share insights, advice, and problems we encounter at each stage. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Recovering Academy podcast. I'm Clady, and I'm here with Ian and Amanda, as always. Hello. And we today we were we're going to talk about um, what had surprised you the most after you moved out of academia. And I got the idea of this topic because this was um, adaptation of a tweet that I saw from uh, Dr. Marion Wood on Twitter. And, and I was, it made me think to, okay, what may, what have surprised me the most? And I actually could come up with a lot of things that surprised <laughs> me the most. <laughs> so I'll start with um, the the thing that I actually tweeted about. I re- my reply was uh, one of the things that surprised me the most was that how hard it was for me to work on on like normal business hours and don't work on weekends without feeling guilty because uh, I was we I was with this idea of academia that you have to be doing something all the time you have to be writing I used to maybe take half a day off either a Saturday or Sunday but we were always working and I feel like the academia has this toxic culture of of putting pressure on you all the time that when I was out of that and and then even if I wanted to work during the weekends I couldn't especially in the beginning because I needed assistance of people that were not working Mm -hmm. by that time and and then I, I was feeling so guilty that I had to be working and I couldn't work and it took me a while so that was something that really surprised me what about you guys so along those same lines the how few vacation days I would actually take um, a lot of people talked about how working from home like it's so hard to stay focused and on track and like I would just you know people would be like oh well I would just spend all my time sleeping or watching tv or whatnot <laughs> whereas I was like I'm more like I worked all the time I and then, like, I would feel guilty about taking, t- like, days off. So, like, if I was, like, I'm going to take off Friday because I've put in my time this week, I had a really hard time stepping away from the computer and being, like, no, I will take a day <laughs> off. Yeah, kind of the same. It was kind of similar. Like, it was a lot of similar. Like, I kind of expected, I thought I would be, like, going and volunteering at my son's school or going and doing, you know, 
I don't know, running errands during the day or something, and I actually do very little of that. But I feel that in your case is also a little different because, I mean, I, okay, I work for commission, mm-hmm. so my hours of work don't translate on my salary. That's true. So I can spend, and I, I have spent like months dealing with a professor. And then by the end of those months, they kind of like, mm, we didn't get the grant or we decided to go to buy from the competitor. And then what do you do? I, I, all those hours that I worked go into the trash. On the other hand, I might do one quote for another one and, and get a big sale. It happens as well, you know. So so for me, it's, it's like this. For you, it's not like this because you you charge by the hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you work things, yeah. more, you make more money. If mm-hmm. you work less, you make less money. Yes. So it's, it's that is a, true. Little, yeah. a little bit different. But still. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I guess I'm a little surprised. Um, maybe I shouldn't be, but I still feel like, you know, I'm working a lot, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, and part of the idea of leaving academia is, like, you want to work to live, not work to work in some cases. And, you know, I... I mean, I'm still feeling a lot like I'm working to work. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't know if that's just an adjustment I need to make. I mean, it probably is, but that's, um, you know, like, I mean, that's been a little bit, I guess, surprising. I guess it shouldn't be that surprising that, you know, and it probably depends on the job you get outside of academia too. Um, because, I mean, I guess in some ways, like the way my salary is structured, I don't, um, you know, there's definitely like hours to put in, but like we don't, I don't exactly get paid by a billable hour. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you get like a, a monthly salary? We, yeah, I do. And then, right. But then, like, the way we charge our clients is essentially the billable hour, but it's, it has to be a little more complicated than that. It's just sort of going by like, you know, like how, it's not as like hour. It's more monthly. How how occupied did you keep us in this month? If it was this much, we charge you more, okay. right? Or if it was like you know what I mean? It's um and like we do have it. Like we have various tiers we charge at basically. Like that's how that works. Um, and like but that's know, not translated to you. No, not necessarily. Like it's right, not directly. Um, but like I still have to put in all the hours for it and you know like and sometimes beyond like a normal like work shift too right R- routinely that happens just because like hey the labs are busy mm-hmm. um, and so I guess you know like in some ways the surprising thing is how like there's not you know like there are differences but there are also just so many similarities still too and like maybe it's because I'm not far enough away from science to really notice like notice the difference like I'm still, you know, basically for all intents and purposes, I'm still sitting in a lab bench in a lot of ways, like getting scientific supplies for um, biologists, right? I'm just not doing the actual research anymore. 
and like I'm solving weird problems and it's you know interesting but um you know like I'm surprised at just how similar it's been or how similar it feels to academia mm-hmm. and again like that may be a function of still being sort of just one step removed from it yeah it might be I think that in a way I also do similar things like I sell equipment to to professors so I deal with academics all the time and um, I'm still really close to academia but the main difference I think is that um, I don't go to uh, an office and I don't have to work from nine to five you know so mm-hmm. so it's it's kind of more there are times that I'm super busy. There are times that like everybody decides to contact me and ask for things. There are other times that I'm kind of like, can something happen, please? Because because <laughs> I'm kind of bored. <laughs> yeah. That's rare, but um. Yeah, I was gonna say like that's pretty rare for me. And like you know, the times that are quiet, there's always like admin stuff to do. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I guess in that in that part there is no surprises because like a job is a job anywhere, so you have a lot of paperwork to do regardless, right? <laughs> and I guess you know, like I mean, another sort of maybe surprising thing is, you know, like something that is sort of true is, you know, I do go home and just don't think about you know my job anymore until I have to go back to it again. That's good. Yeah, so that's, good. that's yeah. a little different. That I definitely don't do. Um... One thing that I was going to say that while you guys were talking that I realized was a surprise for me was um, how much people compliment each other outside of academia. Yes! For me, like, I get people when I do something for them, like, editing, like, I get these, like, oh, thank you so much, this was so help, like, this was so helpful, or, like, when I'm um, working for Bite Size, like, Nick will tell me that I'm doing, you know, did X, Y, or Z great, and, like, just kind of, like, they praise you for performing um, at your job and doing well, and I'm like, whoa. Yeah, that's, that's, I I think that I feel the same, like, uh, in my case, it's a little bit different because it's sales, but still, like, I've seen, like, people complimenting each other or for a big sale or, or even when we as a team we reach quota and then we celebrate and all those things and there is always kind of this sense of um complimenting and 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 it should be academia should be like that as well right Mm -hmm. uh i think i feel like we see that a little bit on twitter once people publish things and or are um they get a grant but it has to be like big things for, for for academics to kind of like complement each other, and and I feel like outside academia, small things matter, you know. Mm-hmm. Even like the tiny thing, they might be like, oh, that that's good job, you did a really good job in this thing, and 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 that feels good, right? Yeah, like it feels really nice. Like people will say, you know, oh, think like just like oh, you know, this worked really well, or you know what have you and I'm like oh that's just so nice of you thank you (laughs) and you know the other thing that um I it surprised me is um 
how the people it seems like the people outside academia don't care about academia that much and and they also don't um it's not a big deal for them that you left academia that is true kind of like because it's like oh because academia is such this big thing and and oh my god and we make up such a big drama about like leaving academia and how it's going to be and how i'm going to survive outside academia and then outside the real world they i mean i never ever was asked why did you leave or right. or or being kind of like uh, you don't like the research anymore. No, it was kind of like, just, it just happened, you know? Mm-hmm. And and I thought that that was different. And, and I don't know if I can explain very well, but it seems like the, the view that, they, they do believe that we are smart mm-hmm. and they, they, they recognize that we study a lot, that we did a lot, to get where we are but the glamour on the academic uh i feel like it's it's more like okay it's you're a doctor and 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 you are working with me and you're smart and let's do this you know i don't know did you guys feel that as well yeah like it's not as um what's like it's just not as um shocking i guess I think like people outside of academia are really more used to like people changing jobs. So mm-hmm. like leaving academia, people tend to make kind of it seems like they have that analogous to leaving a job. Like okay, yeah, of course you'd leave if you like something better. Yep. Like it's not so much yeah. a oh, you know. Tell yeah. me everything. I mean, it's just a, oh, okay, yeah, you decided that you didn't want to do that anymore? Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, I mean, there's definitely places for that full story, and, like, it just doesn't fit into many professional contexts outside of academia, right? I mean, even inside academia, like, uh, I mean, I guess. But, yeah, that's, yeah, that's interesting. I... I mean, I feel like some of that is about, um, it's, yeah, like, I mean, I think there is something to the fact that, you know, like, we make a big deal about an academia because, like, a lot of people feel like it's a calling and not just a job. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if you're leaving, you're sort of, like, denying your something that's very core to your identity and being. Exactly. And that's not, like, most jobs. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, and that's how, and that's that was a big surprise to me, you know, because you when you're inside academia, you're it's kind of like being in a cult, you know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of like just know that you go there, you pray, you say your prayers every day, mm-hmm. and then, and then when you go out, the world is kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not a thing. Yeah, like, and I was going to say, like, another thing is, like, with <laughs> academia, it's very much, like, you might have, if you count postdocs, you might have, like, three jobs in your life. You'll have maybe two <laughs> postdocs, and then wherever you end up as a professor. Like, right. And then you stay there 
as a professor until, you know, you retire, generally. I mean, you might, like, you may switch institutions, but that's really unusual or, Mm -hmm. you know. So, like, you'll have three jobs total. Whereas, like, most people I've met outside of academia, like, they're definitely way more, like, on the whole, they tend to have held more jobs than just three. Oh, yeah. I I have a... I have a friend in San Francisco. He's uh, in the um, computer science mm-hmm. world, of course, but he's kind of like, oh, now it's been approaching three years that I'm working for this company. I'm going to start looking for something else. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah, here we, we normally work like two, three years for a company, and then we... we we go to something else because kind of like you've been in the company, you've learned everything that you have to learn. You taught everything that you have to learn. So to teach, so then, okay, let's do something else, you know? And I was like, what? Don't you want to get like job stability and be in a job for like 30 years until you retire? Right. (laughs) And and that's not, you know, that's not the case. Like, uh, and, and I know that this is like a particular situation because he's in San Francisco and he's right. in computer science. Like his LinkedIn is crazy. He showed me once um, people send him messages like almost in a daily basis, like uh, asking, offering him jobs. It's, it's kind of crazy. And I feel like that's for everybody. Mm-hmm. The one of the uh, computer science people that work with us at Protocols mm-hmm. IO, his LinkedIn, uh, you know the description description yeah, yeah. Uh, under the name. He's like, I am not looking for a job. Oh really? <laughs> he literally put that wow. on his LinkedIn. Yes. <laughs> I was like, okay, so definitely people tried to to get you (laughs) Um, but I feel like in the real world at least in my um, in my uh, company I feel there's a lot of people that that stayed there for a long time but there are others that just like go there stay a couple of years and then change to another one you know and there's always like oh I work for this company and I work for this company and then I moved here you know yeah yeah but I mean at the same time I I do think there may be something also to like there's something about it being a big deal moving entire industries which is what academics are doing when they leave academia versus sort of what I feel like you're talking about is yeah, I work for 50 different companies and the computer science world in the tech sector, right? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. like whatever. That's not a big deal whatsoever. Whereas I think there's an additional, there's a bigger deal when you like switch fields entirely, which is what academics do, which, you know, is what I think similarly, like people who serve in the military and are going out to find their jobs beyond the military. It's like, that's a weird transitionary time for them too. I am sure. Yeah. I'll bet you there's a podcast called like, you know, recovering military or something um, <laughs> out there or like, yeah, but... you know, think about like a farmer going into the big city, right? Like these are 
you oh, know, like yeah. those are big field trans. Like, yeah, these are like transitioning fields, and that feels like a bigger deal, at least to the individual person. Like, not it's you know, and then once you're in there, like it does become more fluid, right? Depending on where you are in what field you're in. And... Yeah, I'm I'm not saying I'm not minimizing the change. I did it and I know mm-hmm. it's hard and 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 that's why we're doing the podcast to begin with. Right. Because if it wasn't hard, we wouldn't take time yeah. uh doing this. Right. Uh, I but was, I mean it is a different model than academia, like you, you don't switch things that, that often. I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they don't understand. If um, I don't, I don't really know. It just doesn't register as big of a deal. Like it's more of right. like when I tell other academics that oh, I left. It's there's this there's a story that has to go along with it. Like oh, you left academia. Why did you leave academia? And they like have this whole like and I'm you know have a story that I prepared that that I tell that's like you know twenty the twenty second version or whatnot. But, mm-hmm. like, anybody outside of academia, when they ask me, oh, what did you do before, um, like, what did you do before working for Bite Size? Oh, I was a postdoc scientist, and I studied um, the regulation of endoth- mm-hmm. I studied the I studied blood pressure. Oh, okay, cool. And they move mm-hmm. right on. Move on. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, okay, cool. Like, nothing. And even, and right now, I don't tend to get asked very often what I did before whereas in academia one of the first things that people would ask would be oh what's your research on who did you who are you postdocing with oh yeah right like who was your grad school advisor like and people started assessing well maybe not assessing but asking about you know your pedigree maybe not quite in that judgy tone that I just um, implied but just more of a like it's oh yeah there is a lot of a judgy tone there (laughs) that was not what I meant but more like that's kind of general small talk in the neuroscience meeting, uh, we used to make fun mm-hmm. that people go say hi to you, but they don't look in your eyes. Mm-hmm. They look in your at your badge. <laughs> so they kind of like, nice to meet. Well, I'm kind of doing the thing, but instead of like looking the in the eyes and, and standing the hand, you stand the hand and you stare right at the at the at the badge oh nice to meet you and then they of course there's your name there but you know that people are not looking at your name they're looking at the institution or where you are and then they know if they know someone there and then they're going to start talking about that common someone but you don't think that's just conferences like I feel like that's every conference that people do that even when we had like when we had visiting professors that would come to you like that would come and talk mm-hmm. to, like, you know, just come to give lectures at. Um, but that's academic conferences. Yeah. I mean, I've been into into industry conference and people don't do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if. Also, I've been into conference that, um, kind of like everybody was from the same company or, so not yeah. really like a, a, yeah. a outside, so- but I feel. It's more an academic thing. Yeah, it's an academic. Like I went to the um, AMWA conference last year, and um, American Medical Writers Association conference last year, and there's <clears> none <throat> of that. Like, there's no like looking at institutions or what company you're working at or anything like that. Like, there's general talk about like, you know, whatever. Who are you? You know, <laughs> who are you? Like, what are you doing? Like, um. Mm-hmm. Like I did a round, I went to a roundtable discussion about um, business plans, 
and um like Mm -hmm. people hadn't like there was no talk about like what degree you had or anything it wasn't until we were exchanging business cards that people were like oh you have a phd you should charge more money like yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's the other thing also they they even though they don't really understand the struggle yeah. they admire you they, they know they know that that we work hard for for the phd so it's 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 kind of nice yeah i mean i guess that's another maybe surprising thing is learning about all like the, the different worlds that have conferences when you leave academia Oh, like true. to also have conferences, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's not. I mean, I guess it shouldn't be that. It, it shouldn't be that surprising, but somehow, like I don't know, it feels a little surprising to me to realize, like, oh yeah, the conference is just like a standard thing in every single industry and entertainment and because, like, you know, what is Comic Con but like a large conference, right? Oh yeah, that's basically it. Like, I mean, creative artists and stuff, but like that's what it is. It's a conference. Oh yeah. Like, it's a nerd conference. <laughs> right, exactly. But, like, you know, like, and there's, like, you know, that that's an easy example. But, you know, every single, I don't know. Like, in Chicago, there are probably conferences almost every single week, right? For some for industry or group or, or yeah. yeah. And, like, small and big and, you know. Yeah, because every... in the end, uh, our, nowadays, um, the internet the facility that we have to work far away that um most of the people i feel i mean i work home by myself mm-hmm. but i have a huge team um in the company and so then sometimes our manager kind of like okay let's go get all together so then all our team that is like i don't know 30 people maybe mm-hmm. gets together somewhere and everybody goes there and we have like a mini conference and sometimes we even go to like the big big um headquarters of the company so then there is like then it's kind of like a big conference it's mm-hmm. usually more in the talk um, part not in the posters. We never had posters because people don't really present. Oh yeah, I was gonna say like posters yeah. are a pretty academic specific yeah, thing. I feel like to, it's. I, I my personal feeling is it comes from like the science fair when you're in like middle school and high school. Yeah. Well, who got the idea from who? That's I, true. Did it like did it go <laughs> down to academia? Like did it go down to the science fairs and like from science or did it come up from that to science? I don't know. Oh, I really don't know. I always just assumed it went from um, the schools to to science, but it's probably would make more sense to go the other way around, wouldn't it? I mean, I feel like there might be a fascinating history of like who was the first poster presenter, (laughs) 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 like in history. I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, I was visiting Atlanta. We saw Pemberton and like you know selling. Like I, I am sure that guy stood in front of like a large piece of paper, like hawking Coca Cola and like, <laughs> like here are all these wonderful properties. Like you know. <laughs> again, like and all like what do they call them? Patent medicines. Yeah, patent medicines. Because like, that's what Coca Cola was, right? It was like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. like this weird tonic that's supposed to be good for you. Jesus. Um, and then like it's like in the case of Coca Cola, it just worked out to be like, oh yeah, now we run the world. <laughs> But, like, really, like, it started out as, like, a fraudulent, like, medicine, right? Yeah, well, didn't we so, have cocaine in there? 
I think originally, yes, it did. So yes. Not really fraudulent, well, not really medicine, but... Right. Did well, magical I mean, excuse me, let me put it this way. Like, it might it. do something to your body that might help you in some way, mm. but probably not. Um, and it definitely did not cure everything that no. they were claiming <laughs> it did. Right? That's the... So that's where, that. like... And I don't know, like, I can imagine those people all had conferences and, like, back in the day and, like, I mean, with the paper, like, I mean, I don't know. Again, like, I'm completely speculating here about, like, about this. I guess that way, way back in the day, it was harder to To even print something large, Yeah, to people to meet, because even communication, you write a letter, you put in a, in the mail, and it would take, like, two months to get, if it's in the other side of the world, and then the person will write it back, and then it will right. take another two months to get to your hand. So any sort of communication would take like four months <laughs> since right. you like write. So something. I mean, making the in-person conference all the more valuable, and then and hence the poster to gather around. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, anyway. but I feel like today, even today, we do have like, for instance. Um, with protocol, I work in a much smaller setting. We are probably, I don't know, like 15 people total in the company. Uh, and I deal with three people, like, in a regular basis. So most of that is through Slack. And, and I do weekly meetings with Lenny um, that we do, like, video. But... Uh, still, like now, I'm going to San Francisco, and and we're planning to okay, let's meet everybody and let's sit down and let's just discuss uh, what we've done, what are the results, where are we going, you know? And and that's still, I mean, it's still different to do it. I, I feel like being there, it's 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 different than being far away. I don't know. I still think that the the face to face thing is is a is a thing that is necessary. Yeah, no, I think it's a valuable thing. And like, I mean, of course, like, yeah, and of course, like, it makes sense that you know people gather places because people have been doing that for you know thousands of years. Oh um, yeah. So yep. you know, again, like, it's just those things that like realizing like, oh yeah, other people do that too. <laughs> I mean, in their own way, but like, you know, because like I said, like posters are probably pretty specific to academia for the most part. But. Yeah, I have I have some co-workers that, um, that work in R&D, in the R&D <laughs> side of the, of the company. So they normally do present posters. They, they do have posters. But then, again, they tend to present that at academic conference, you know. So they go right. to ASMS, that is the American Society for Mass Spectrometry. That's a big one for us. So we mm-hmm. usually have tons of posters there. But so, yeah, you do have posters, but it's a different setting. Yeah. And I mean, like, look, I mean, we're not like for those who are listening who are have never heard of this idea. Like, we're not talking about posters with like decorative art on them necessarily. Like, <laughs> like that, those you can buy at a lot of conferences. Like those, that's swag. And like, they'll give them away at booths and like, you know stuff like that comic-con artists can sell posters right like this is like you know like people standing in front of a poster that should look good of course graphically but talking about their research and work and all that and like that's just a standard academic 
conference thing. It's, as I said before with the science fair, it's kind of, I've described it to my friends as the science fair on steroids. Yeah. Like, it was like the elementary, middle school, high school science fair, like, where you try to, like, you know, see which way the plant grows towards the sun. It's like that, but for grown-ups. Right. It's much more, like, focused and granular, and, like, I mean, I know that they give up poster prizes at a lot of conferences, but, like, that was just not... I think they started one late when I was a, in plant biology, like, at the conferences I would attend in there, like, they had a very, like, there just wasn't really a culture of that, and I don't know why, but, anyway. And uh, now that you guys were talking about the poster and presenting the poster, I just thought about something that actually also surprised me, and the thing is, sometimes... Well, not sometimes. I have a lot of like webinars or sometimes I travel and then I have like training and I was surprised that I was pretty good in after getting seeing a presentation from someone to tell if that person was a PhD or not. Hmm. That meaning that um, for me, the... It seems that the people that the presenters that were had a PhD, they had more like a a, a story, you know. Yeah. So you could see more like the beginning, the introduction, the methods, the result, and the discussion, kind of in a linear way. And and that's kind of my idea with people that are non PhDs. They're very knowledgeable and and they give good presentations but normally it's kind of like all over the place you know Mm -hmm. so they talk about this they talk about this they talk about this they talk about this and then in the end they you kind of like okay i've got this whole information throw out of me and now what do i do with that you know yeah and it seems that like a data dump where they're just like i'm telling you all of this information in no particular order and you you make sense of it Yes, exactly. And I, I I actually didn't, well, I have thought about that before, but it, I didn't think about something that surprised me. But yes, it did. So I guess that uh, it does make a difference when you do a PhD. That's one thing that they teach you well, like mm-hmm. that you you learn how to be a storyteller. And, and that can, you can put that anywhere you go. Yes. And that's great. Okay, so I guess that that's a good place to finish. Thanks, Amanda and Ian, and thanks everybody for listening, and we see you next time. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Recovering Academic Podcast. Our music is from bensound.com under a Creative Commons license. If you like our podcast, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. This helps other people find out about us. You can tweet the show at RecoveringAcad. You can also find all of the hosts on Twitter. I'm at LadyScientist. I'm at Dr. Underscore PMS. And I'm at IH Street. We're also on Facebook. You can find us at Facebook.com slash RecoveringAcademicPodcast. You can find all of our episodes and subscribe to our newsletter on our website at RecoveringAcademic.net. And don't forget, there is sunshine outside the ivory tower.